What's up, Cuzzies? Welcome to the Coaster Cuzzies Podcast. For today's episode, we're pulling into the next stop of the Great Cuzzy Road Trip. The Great Cuzzy Road Trip is an informational road trip highlighting every amusement park in America, as well as roadside attractions and places to eat along the way. Today, we make our fourth stop at the Walt Disney World Resort where Coaster Bro and I pay our respects to Harambe, sticks out <laughs> at Disney's Animal Kingdom as we continue our hunt for credits, scrub, and glory. All right. I love that you've already snuck Harambe into the, into the, uh, as the soon intro, as Jeff. I, I mean, I should have said dicks out before I even started the intro, but yeah, it's you can't avoid it here. It's true. There's uh, so many Harambe jokes to be had. Um, we're just going to pretend like it's, what, 2016 again or whatever that, whatever year that was. Forever uh, in our hearts. Forever in our hearts, Harambe. And his market, which we get to learn more about in this episode. But hey, we're at the fourth of the four Disney parks. It's almost like we're at the end, but we're not. <laughs> You'd think that they they'd be done, but they're not. No, nah, it's never stopping. Um yeah, so this is the, the, the last of the Disney parks that opened at Disney World. So uh, we'll be highlighting the park. So it's going to be uh, just like we've been doing with the last Disney parks. We're going to go by area, highlight all the food, highlight all of the attractions, maybe some of the shows, maybe some of the zoo exhibits. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you got there's a lot going on at this park. So um, just want to point out, <laughs> me and Jeff, lots of research. I mean, we're, we're research. We're researched out on uh, Disney World at this point, but we're doing it for y'all, so right. <laughs> we're excited to talk about, um, I would say, the most underrated Disney World park, so um, pretty excited to highlight it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Hell I kinda, yeah. As I, was, as I was mentioning pre-show, I after looking through, because other than one place, I've never really stopped and ate here much, because mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to do the park pretty quickly if you get there at Rope Drop. Um, Prioritize your couple of rides and get out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think a lot of people still use it as a half-day park. Yeah, but if you can stretch it out, uh, came to find there's a lot of food I would love to try here. And yeah. definitely an underrated food part. So, yeah, especially in Africa, which I'm excited because you get to cover that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what? Tell me about the history of this place, Jeff. What's what's the history of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Yeah, I got some history for you. Uh, it's a little brief this time, but uh, the planning for Disney's Animal Kingdom began shortly after Disney MGM Studios in. 1989, and was the idea of Imaginer Joe Road. Uh, apologies. Mr. Brody. Joe, if Brody, thank you. Joe Brody. If I mispronounced, thank you. You did, man. He's a, he's the guy with the earring. Yep. Love it. <laughs> uh, construction began in 1996, so it was a long planning period with extensive effort into the animal holding facilities, uh, kind of as the initial uh, work. The park would finally open in April of 1998. Uh, something I do recommend you seeking out if you have the opportunity is the there's videos out there of the construction progression of the Tree of Life. It's cool to watch. Hmm. Um, Dressing up the oil rig. Right. 
Uh, one of the most notable additions over the park's history was Pandora, the World of Avatar, which would open in 2017. And a more recent bit of news that I did not know until researching last night that makes me really, really sad is that Disney announced without a set date currently that Dino Land USA would eventually be closed for an entire retheming. Oh, is that officially happening? They Damn. just haven't set a date yet, which makes me sad. Okay. I, I get it, but like, there is, I have a soft spot for the dinosaur ride, even though that movie is extremely <laughs> irrelevant at this point. I mean, honestly, I've ridden that ride and didn't even know it was themed to a movie, so. Yeah, well, it, I, it was like one of the last movies I saw at a drive-in. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it came out in 2000, so. Yeah, yeah. well. Didn't do well. No, but um, I, I think we both have our opinions on Dino Land, and um, I think they are more positive than what a lot of people would say. So, uh, I think I think it's really cute and has its place for kids, but I can understand why it, it occupies a lot of space. And I, they took a roller coaster out of there recently. Yeah, two credits. Uh, and you know it just it definitely feels like the least busy part of the park so i i understand it yeah well we'll get there when we get there jeff but uh, i appreciate your history lesson i appreciate you mispronouncing joe roadie's name uh, sorry joe roadie plenty of people laughing at you right now that's that's fine that's that's perfect that's that's what we aim for here at the coaster cuzzies yeah so uh but joe roadie man he's a legend he's he's the he's the mastermind behind this park he's He's kind of wild. He's kind of, I don't know if you know much about him um, as far as an uh, Imagineer, um, but man, he's like, he wanted to open this park without any maps, like without park maps. He just wanted people to come in and explore. Yeah. Which would have been wild. Cool. Yeah. I, I get it, but uh, there's a number of reasons that can never work, but I, especially nowadays with a, you know, Disney plus or my magic plus or genie plus, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I apologize in the uh, Coaster Cuzzy's universe. Please uh, have me have, have mercy on me. I'm I, I not, think I'm not think well versed in Imagineers. I think they'll find it in their heart for you, Jeff. I, I really do. <laughs> right. I hope somebody in the comments of the Discord right after listening is is brutal. Probably so. Yeah. Hey, let's highlight our first area, which is. Um, Kind of funny. I, I assigned myself this area and realized, wow, it's really I'm really highlighting nothing here. Um, <laughs> let's highlight the oasis, which is probably the when you talk about like the entrances to all of the Disney parks. There's no like reveal in the the oasis until you get to that tree of life. So it's like it feels just like this. The 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 reason the oasis is, exists is to hide the tree for the big reveal. That, that feels like that's what the oasis is. Yeah, um, I I would say that, and it kind of sets you up, like, and maybe this is intended, I've never, like, listened to anything, so this is just off the cuff here, what I'm saying, but it, it feels like it's, like, setting you up to enter a jungle adventure. From the lips of Joe Rody himself, I believe that's probably what happened. <laughs> I would believe it. All right, so the Oasis, uh, as far as attractions here... Um, it's not a whole lot. You've got you got some animal highlights, uh, a, a Babby Rusa, which you can go ahead and make fun of me for that one. Probably uh, I'd probably mispronounce that. Uh, a spoonbill, which is some sort of a bird, and, and it has anteaters. So 
Um, hopefully one of them name, is named Arthur, but um, and he's got a balled up fist. Yeah, he's just pissed next, next to his next to his jeans. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, but this is called the Oasis Exhibits. So you just have some some. It's really just like at the beginning of the day, you got some things for people to peel off, so that you can go get to Everest. Is is kind of the movie here or Pandora? But yeah. that's really all the attractions you have there. Um, technically, you have a yeah. restaurant. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying that'll be a recurring theme throughout the park. Is there's like live animal exhibits kind of spread throughout. Yeah. So you know, keep your eyes peeled. That's right. Um, really, the Oasis, so the, the park map puts Rainforest Cafe in the Oasis, which is really the entrance plaza. So it's kind of interesting because you have, you have a, I think you have a Rainforest Cafe in, uh, not downtown, Disney Springs. Um, but then you also have one outside the park, which is just kind of funny. So you don't technically need a park ticket to go to this Rainforest Cafe. doesn't make a lot of sense to go to this one if you're not going to the park. But your Rainforest Cafe, it's your typical chain restaurant. Um, you're going to have a, a really big menu um, with a lot of options and, uh, you know, nothing out of this world. But there's a lot of options, and they're all decent, I guess. Mildly overpriced, but you're paying for the atmosphere of being with the animatronics in that animatronic um, jungle, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I mean, we ate here, not at our last visit, but a couple times within our last few visits. And it really is, you just go because it's cool inside, because the food is like chilies. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you love Rainforest Cafes, this might be a must-do for you. Um, but there is just better food in the park, which is um, pretty exciting, I'd say. Yeah, you're wasting your day if you're going to Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, there you have it, the Oasis. That's that's all you need to know, really, about the Oasis. Uh, one, there's also uh, a shop, but it's nothing, really. Yeah, so. one little pro tip as you enter the park, if you're a man-child like me, uh, if you get one member of your party to pretend like they're standing obliviously in the right spot in front of the IM I knew uh, you were gonna say the this. Animal Kingdom Park, <laughs> then it becomes Anal Kingdom. Anal and Kingdom. You have, a, you have a sweet family photo or a photo that you can put on your wall at home and see how many people notice. Yeah, there's a really popular TikTok out right now where the, the boyfriend's like telling the girl, a little to your left, a, a little bit to the right. <laughs> I've not Kingdom. seen that. We yeah, definitely took good. that picture on our last visit, though. I have to do it. Up, guys. But... <laughs> All right. Well, once you enter Oasis, you, you kind of get this big reveal of the Tree of Life. And that area there, kind of like the, I guess you could call it the hub of the park, is actually called Discovery Island. So I'll go ahead and pass it to you, Jeff. Uh, in this total fair shake-off of responsibilities, you can handle <laughs> Discovery Island. Yeah, this is, uh, it's a beefy little area. Uh, I would definitely say is the hub of the park. Um, and we'll lead off with the attraction that you are first laying eyes on. It's the Tree of Life. Definitely the centerpiece of the park. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a massive tree with animals etched all over it. Uh, and the tree comes alive at night with a light show. Uh, and that light show can change with the holidays. It's really, really cool. Um, I do recommend if you're looping back when it gets dark uh, or towards when it's getting dark to get here early to stake your claim to a spot. Probably be very 
cautious about how far back you'd go, I'd say, because unless you're already tall by default, it's happened to me a few times where somebody much taller just winds up smack right in front of me and I can hardly see it to uh-huh. wind up having to relocate. And it's harder once that place fills up and it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure you stake a stake a good spot, I would say, pretty pretty early if you want to make that happen. So, so you visited this park at night. Uh, I, well, I mean, we were there at rope drop and stayed to close. Okay. I gotcha. So I've never been here at night. Um, since they've actually expanded the hours, I haven't been there. So it's, um, it was, I don't know. I want to say, I'm, I'm trying to remember what time they closed the day we went, mm -hmm. but I want to say they were like, it was seven or eight or something. And it was okay. like, I don't know, that might be wrong, but. At any rate, I've seen it in the dark. It was awesome. Nice. Um, now, Put it on the bucket list. Yeah. Uh, in order to see all of the, like, you you get different perspectives of the tree through the park, and you might notice something on the tree that you've not seen before. Well, a great way to catch a lot of that is in the next attraction, the Discovery Island Trails, which are a series of pathways that are surrounding the base of the Tree of Life. Okay. Um, gives you view of views of animals, uh, like I said, different perspectives of the trees, uh, plenty of terrific landscaping. That's one thing this park is all, very much is beautiful because they, I, I believe I saw a statistic that said there are plants native to 37 different countries present in this park. Damn. Uh, in order to get some authenticity going. Um, some of those animal viewings that you'll see kind of uh, through the trails and kind of the outer rim um, will include cottontop tamarins, flamingos, vultures, Asian small clawed otters, mm. kangaroos, macaws, which for if you didn't know, basically parrots, <laughs> uh, and lemurs are all surrounding that little area. So lots of lots of animals packed in there. Nice. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that trails around that was a thing, to be honest. Yeah, it's like if you I don't remember how many different access points there are, but I we did it last time. I've only done it once and it was kind of cool to walk through there because there's like little waterfalls and stuff kind of built in around there, too, which is mm. it's, it's definitely beautiful and a lot of different uh, photo opportunities, I'd say. Excellent. Yeah. Um, next up kind of a, a legitimate attraction here we've got it's tough to be a bug which is a 3d film and live show combo featuring characters from a bug's life uh it's kind of i would say in the vein of uh the muppet show yeah um which is is it was pretty entertaining i think i've only seen it once but i i do like the movie so I'm a sucker for what's the caterpillar heimlich i think is his name yeah yeah that's he's, him he's funny i i actually uh, really like this show it's it's just like it's goofy there's like a part where you get like stung uh by your seat and it's just like it's just weird it's very fun there's a lot of kind of slapstick stuff going on yeah uh, i'm trying to think is this are its numbers are its days numbered I feel like it might be going away soon. I've not heard anything, but I wouldn't be surprised with how far removed the debut of the movie is. I, I got you, actually. 
Closing date has yet to be announced. This is Wikipedia, very trustworthy. Um, but at D23 in September, it was announced that a new Zootopia attraction will, repra- will, will replace this. That makes so, sense. So, yeah, not, not an announced date, but um, going away very soon. Take note, take note, Six Star Flare, uh, of Six Star Flare, <laughs> of a company bringing their children's uh, the the uh, the the attractions drawing children up to speed, and yeah. not uh, have Snoopy and Looney. T- I mean, I love Snoopy and Looney Tunes, but uh, they aren't still generating new content. I don't think so. It's it's out of touch. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Bugs Life is definitely one of the older ones, one of the ones that hasn't really stood the test of time, I would say. Uh, well, I, I love the movie. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, it's definitely time to cycle that out and freshen it up with Zootopia, which is uh, miles better of a movie. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I'll always have a soft spot, but nostalgia is a powerful thing. So. You fired! <laughs> Remember um, in elementary school just y- walking around yelling, You fired! Did you guys do that at all? No, we didn't. But well, it's, it's part of the part of the movie. I promise. I, yeah. No, I believe you. <laughs> it's been a while, actually. I'd probably do for a rewatch here. Probably. But, uh, a couple more attractions here. Uh, we have the Viva Gaia Street Band, uh, as the site describes them, a diverse troupe of exuberant musicians leading a Caribbean street party. With energetic melodies, vibrant masquerade costumes, and unstoppable dance moves. Hmm. Unstoppable. uh, Disney's superlative game is on point here. It really is. Yeah. So, uh, the last little one, and I've never done this, never actually really knew much about it. You may know a little more about it, is the Wilderness Explorers program. Uh, self-guided activities that start at the Wilderness Explorers headquarters, hmm. uh, which is pretty much right uh, at the front of that bridge uh, as you enter Discovery Island from the Oasis. Uh, yeah. There's a little shack that says Wilderness Explorers. And if you don't know what the Wilderness Explorers are, it's the like the Boy Scout or the, the Scout Troop from the movie Up. Oh, okay. So... Uh, you can. There's tasks to get 25 badges throughout the park. Uh, this is definitely something for the kiddos. I mm-hmm. think it's the badges are probably stickers, if I had a guess. I didn't really do a deep dive on it, so. You're probably right. <clears throat> but uh, that is one thing I do appreciate about this park is that Up uh, makes its cameos here, and it's a, a favorite Pixar movie of mine. So. Yeah, I see the costume characters of like Doug and mm-hmm. some of the characters uh, as meet and greet sometime on Discovery Island, I believe. I love to see Kevin because whoever's in there yeah. is just making it a real fun, fun experience for everybody around. So well, it's Kevin in there. Yeah, that's true. It's the real Kevin. Um, <laughs> as far as food and beverage, this is definitely I would say like a snack heavy area. Um, there's a couple. There's restaurant options there but yeah yeah um the first being creature comforts uh this will be uh parks starbucks location hell yeah it's got starbucks menu items um there's not a ton to say about it it's starbucks it's awesome yeah i i mean i you we starbucks. usually get our day started here at a disney park yeah because if there's one thing you want to do it's pay more for already expensive starbucks 
That's right. <laughs> Pay a little bit more, so it's in a, you know, a Disney themed Starbucks cup, which is that's true. Yeah, that's which true. is special. But it I'll is. definitely be getting my uh, double smoked bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. So I had one of those this morning. That's yeah, good. That's fire. Um, next up is Terra Treats. Uh, it's a snack stall, mainly slinging single deep dish pizza slices and drinks. Uh, I believe they did have a buffalo chicken pizza on their menu. Um, so if that's if that's your thing, they also have cheese and pepperoni, I think. So I think I read or, or heard. Um, the, shout out to Disney Food Blog. Uh, used a lot of your research in this episode here, um, but I believe that one rotates out a lot. So mm. you got like pizza slices now but by the time you hear this there might be something else and then it might be something else so um it's one to keep an eye on i believe yeah good shout i did not know that um next up and uh, i don't know if this is this does similar to what you just mentioned but it's called the eight spoon cafe uh they mm. also pretty much just have a snack menu uh, but in addition to getting your churros or mickey pretzels here you can get baked mac and cheese with or without pulled pork on it, as mm. well as and the the pictures of this that I looked up online after were kind of disappointing. Uh, a pulled pork jelly donut sandwich. I hear good things about it, which is <laughs> if it was if it was just the pork and the donut, I'd be all over it. It's coleslaw too, right? Yeah, with jelly, which is just off-putting. It, I don't think it would be for me. I, I I don't mind slaw, but there's certain things that shouldn't be combined, and I just have a difficult time wrapping my brain around jelly and coleslaw. Some people put this as like a top five food item in the park. All right, well, uh, you I'm know. not gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not either. Uh, the one thing that I didn't really care for about the and it's you know it, you can't really do it with a jelly donut, but like whenever I see like the ballpark donut burgers, they usually like they'll cut the donut in half and then they put the glazed portion towards the center so that you can actually hold mm-hmm. it without getting your fingers sticky. They do yeah. the opposite with this of the sticky side out. So mm. <sighs> I'm just complaining about everything today, but. Oh well. Well, you picked a good thing to complain about. Yeah. A fucking pulled pork donut sandwich with coleslaw. Right. Um. Plan to be upset yeah. about. Like I would, pro- if I went here, I'd probably get the pulled pork mac and cheese. It's all safe. I kind of wondered if it would be on your top five, so I'm interested to see. We'll find out tonight at we'll ten. Find out. <laughs> uh, next on our list is the smiling crocodile. Uh, this is another stall serving primarily street tacos and beverages. Yeah, I would agree. A lot of them are pretty neatly themed, I would say. So I know this is a, a pretty seasonal choice, but it's also like the only place you can get tacos in the park, from what I understand. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, which is, yeah, at first thought, would be kind of a surprise, and for now will probably remain that way. But as I mentioned earlier with Dinoland USA, what I read that will be replacing it is going to be a Central America and like Upper South America mm. theming. Next, we have the Flame Tree Barbecue. Uh, they'll have several barbecue options on their menu. 
Uh, this, I believe, is a sit-down restaurant, so this will be one of the sit-downs in area. Um, it, it, I think it's actually like an outdoor seating. Mm, okay. And they do they do cater a little bit to the vegetarians. Mm. They don't have actual burn-ins, but they have impossible burnt-ins. There you go. Their menu, I think, was like pulled pork, ribs... An impossible uh, burn in. Is that going to be like uh, the ends of celery and broccoli just kind of burnt? <laughs> that I really hope not. <laughs> it sounds impossible to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks all right, but I'm hesitant to have barbecue in Florida. Now here it's okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think Flame Tree is where I'm going in this park. Yeah, it's not for me either. Um, We have the Isle of Java, uh, which is going to be another breakfast location with good pastry and drink options. Uh, They do have some alcoholic options, one of them being an alcoholic coffee drink, their Island Cappuccino, which has rum in it. Uh, Or you can get a rum and Coke. Right? Yeah, Um, love rum and Coke. They do also have Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew. So there you go. Mm. Uh, next, we have the Nomad Lounge, which will be specialty cocktails and snacks, taking inspiration from around the globe. Um, I kind of sort of looked at this one a little bit. Uh, this they, is, uh, a lot of people love this one. Yeah. Like if you want to do the lounge, they've got a bunch of specialty drinks, and it is a walk-up list only. So like you, you may want to go straight there when it opens if you want to prioritize having a drink there and maybe getting some snacks. But it's a, it's a really cool environment from what I understand. I, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen, I can't think of the, like the front of this building um, off the top of my head. And one thing that you'll know, like I'm looking at their menu uh, that features at some other uh, locations through the park is they will have a lot of wines from South Africa nice as well as elsewhere in the world but um as far as the edibles here go um one that stands out for me is the pineapple glazed pork belly looks pretty Mm. good that'll be a pineapple glazed pork belly with guajillo chili sauce chicharrones and spice pickled vegetable slaw they have they have a fair number of options here to to snack on while you're putting back your drink very nice so um, i think that's the lounge of uh i think it's the lounge of tiffins is that right mm-hmm. which is next on my list and this is probably i could be wrong in saying this but it's probably the nicest restaurant in the park that um, is the nicest restaurant in the park it's it's going to be your fancy sit down meal at animal kingdom if that's what you're wanting to do yeah and it is it looks really 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 good but like the entrees, uh, it's definitely upper. Like it ranges from it looks like thirty four dollars all the way up to sixty eight for the surf and turf. Um, yeah. But they've got a very diverse menu, um, and it'll be uh, done as fine dining. So uh, the one of the desserts that stands out is a champarado chocolate bar, which is a spiced chocolate ganache, Medela Negra mousse. Uh, Dolce Leche, uh, 
passion fruit, lime sauce, and chili meringue uh, made with or contains alcohol product, if you didn't catch the Modelo mention. But uh, it sounds interesting. I wanted to, I meant to look that up just to see what a picture of it looks like, because I'll talk about something a little later that is definitely, a lot of this food is worth just like looking up to see what it looks like, but there's one I'll mention later that is very, very pretty that I have had. It's very good. So, uh, but yeah, um, definitely. So, um, go ahead. I hear Tiffins can be kind of hit or miss uh, for like some people. Day to day or just like certain menu items? Uh, more just like from person to person, I'd say. Hmm. Um, I think for a lot of people, they would say that Tiffins isn't worth the money. Um, so, yeah, if I'm looking for signature dining in parks, I don't know that I'd do Tiffins, and I don't know that I would do Brown Derby. Um, with especially here, with so many other options for cheaper options, yeah, and like better options in the park, I think most people would say maybe skip Tiffins, maybe do Nomad Lounge, and you know get some appetizers that way and some drinks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I don't know that I would pull the trigger on spending that cash on Tiffins. Yeah, I, I like honestly. I don't even think anything from here made it into my top five, um, but a lot of it does look good. But I would agree with that, that you're probably mm-hmm. overpaying and it's probably an experience thing. So, yeah. <clears throat> Which brings me to our final food location in this area. We got the Pizza Fari. Hell yeah. It's, it's a, Come get your puffy pizza, motherfucker. Right. It's a Disney pizza place. You got pizza, salads, breadsticks, and other sides. It's really not. It's it's a pizza place at a Disney park. They're pretty much all the same with different skins. And don't eat it, this one. Don't eat here. Yeah, don't eat here. Don't eat there. Unless, unless you are just extremely picky and don't want to, you know, treat yourself to something nice. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, rounds out my rah-rah on Discovery Island. Very where we beautiful. headed next. Let's go to the land where they have sex with their tails. <laughs> um, a bunch of blue-ripped motherfuckers walking around in Pandora. The world of Avatar. So <laughs> we'll, we'll highlight, highlight this. Um, this is the really the newest section of the park that you hinted at earlier, and we've got two attractions here. Um, the first and, and more or less popular attraction would be the Navi River Journey. So really, it is a boat ride through a bioluminescent rainforest in search of the Navi Shaman of Songs. Kind of feels... I haven't ridden this one, have you? Mm-hmm. I, feels, I I don't know if it made much of a difference since it's indoor anyway, but when I went through it was night and uh, at least went through the line. And I feel like we like my main gripe about it was that the wait wasn't worth the ride that but it was like we were in line for like an hour for this. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd wait an hour for it. It was very, very pretty. And I would say worth doing at least once. Uh, the, all, is, all it the almost, Go ahead. is it almost like abstract? <sighs> It, it feels like you're in the movie. Okay. Like, it's just like the, I think the ride takes place at night. So everything's lit up mm-hmm. uh, and it's just very pretty. And the effects are really, really cool. And the animatronic at the end is like one of the most realistic it, looking. Yeah. 
it was kind of freaky. I will say yeah. that that one's really really nice. Yeah. Well, shoot, maybe I'll have to ride it next time I go. I would say it's a do at least once thing. I've done it once. Don't really feel the need to run back, but it is very pretty. Okay. And um, I would say just in general, I guess I should rewind a little bit. Pandora World of Avatar is like a really, it's a, I think you could use the word immersive here. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking when this is announced, like, how is this going to actually mix in with Animal Kingdom? And like, it does it. Like, you just feel like it should be there. Pretty seamless. It's just like you wandered off into, like, this really remote part of a jungle that suddenly has, like, the plants, like, start to slowly change and everything gets yeah. a little weird. And then, boom, you're in Pandora. And it's, like, floating islands. <laughs> Which it's, it's really, really neat. Yeah. It's um, it's really a wonder what they did there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially looking at the floating islands. And, you know, you can tell they're obviously not floating, but... It also is very impressive how they were able to make it appear like it could be a floating island. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but the star of the show in this area is the Avatar Flight of Patch Avatar Flight of Passage, <laughs> which um, really you're getting on the on the back of a mountain banshee, and it's a 3D. It feels like a more aggressive Soren. So it's like if you were to take Soren and turn it into a thrill ride and make the scenes a little bit more action-packed that is what this feels like um and yeah. i liked it i thought it was um pretty cool i could see how you get nauseated though i don't know I, if you were i did not have an issue with nausea one unexpected effect that it uh got for me for some yeah. reason i had a teardrop just like I was very moved by the ride. It was Look weird. Look at you. Right? Getting a little emotional on the Pandora yeah. ride. Don't know why, but it was just, it's such a cool experience. And uh, I can't remember if it's um, Genie Pass or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, the virtual, virtual queue exclusive. I can't remember if it's that, but like book this for as early as possible or just go get in line immediately, whatever is appropriate for this because it will be the longest line if you let it be. Yeah, I think I waited two and a half hours potentially for it. We lucked out and only had to wait, I think, 15 minutes from Rope Drop. Nice. So. Yeah, I think this is one to Rope Drop. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah, those are the two main attractions there. Uh, obviously, they get a lot of pull, and you've got two restaurants here as well. The first one I will bring up is Pangu Pangu, which is a counter service. And this is an interesting one to stop in for breakfast, potentially. They have this, uh, like a pineapple, what would you call it? It's called a Pangu Lumpia. And Lumpia? It's like, it's yeah. a, it's like a lumpia is like a Filipino egg roll kind of, or Thank dumpling. You. Okay, so it's, you've got the crust of an egg roll for this, and then on the inside is pineapple and cream cheese. Mm. So it's oh, a, I remember wanting to try these. I haven't gotten to it yet, but they look so good. Yeah, um, highly recommend if you're gonna go like rope drop, um, fly to passage. This could be a good like treat to get while you're waiting in line to eat. Um, yeah, but it looks pretty good. 
Um, they also have like some specialty drinks here. They have something called a Night Blossom, which is apple and pear limeade with some boba in it. And it's something you can add rum to. So you can get your specialty drink. You can get your specialty drink spiked. Um, I hear it's pretty sweet, but apple pear limeade sounds interesting. I would try it. Yeah, I'd give it a shot. Uh, so that's kind of your quick count, your quick service option there. And then um, I think the star of the show in dining, you got the Satuli Canteen, which I know you've eaten at, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the the base of this restaurant is uh, think like Chipotle style here, where you can get like rice and noodle bowls, um, and kind of create your own, add your protein, add your veggies, add your sauce kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really fresh. It looks like um, you could eat potentially healthy here. Um, and if you didn't want to eat healthy, they have. These things that I think is kind of gross, but apparently are pretty good. Cheeseburger pods, where essentially it's a cheeseburger and bow. And it's on the kids' menu, so if you got kids, this could be a good option. But it kind of, I guess it tastes like a, you know, a McDouble, um, but just in a bow. So. Yeah, I I remember seeing these and kind of being off put by the idea, but I that's for somebody out there. I definitely was all like I don't remember which bowl I had, but it was super good. And yeah. you saying fresh is very accurate here because like it did I didn't feel like bogged down after eating it. It's very reasonably priced, I would say, at least as far as by Disney standards for the bowl that you're getting. Yeah, and I hear it's not necessarily quick. Um, that would, they they make your thing to order, so it's. Yeah, yeah. I think ours took like we were in a group of I think like eight, and ours took like five to ten minutes to get. Yeah, it's that bad. <clears throat> but yeah, you got that. Um, one thing I just want to kind of point out too: this is really good for plant based. Uh, if you have a plant based diet or um, looking for allergy friendly foods, they can really tailor it to uh, to your likings here. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely one. Put it on the list. Like when I go back, I definitely want to have lunch here because I think it looks great. And even though I think cheeseburger pods are kind of gross, I also think it's kind of creative how they were like, how can we get kids to eat here when parents want something delicious? And cheeseburger pods seems like a way to do it. And if you're gonna get a sweet in the park, and it'll be, I'm just spoiler alert, it's gonna get mentioned again. Uh, the blueberry cream cheese mousse is the thing I was referring to earlier that you need to look up a picture of because it is gorgeous and it is delicious. Okay. What's it called again? The blueberry cream cheese mousse. M-O-U-S-S-E. I'm going to give it a look. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous and it's just as delicious as it looks. It's like a must get. If you're going to get one sweet in the park. Oh, yeah. It looks, it looks fun. You need to get this. Where's it at? That's at uh, Satuli Canteen. Okay. Well, there you go. Gotta, gotta have it. All right. Well, um, let's move on to um, a monster of an area. Yeah. For you, I'm, I'm excited to hear. <laughs> I really did not divide us up fairly, and I. Uh, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's it's fine because this is the like the show I'm I'm on. Right. Uh, I'm not a full <laughs> participant of the channel as much as some right. others, but uh, I, you know, I'm down to talk. Uh, so Africa, um, probably something you'll. I almost don't know if you should save this for like a follow-up visit, like not your first visit, because it eats up a healthy chunk of the day. Uh, is the Festival of the Lion King? 
Uh, it Ooh, is an I, awesome. I love say it, it again. Yeah, it's I, it's an awesome production. Uh, there's uh, songs, costumes, puppets, and they're paying homage to the Lion King. Uh, the site bills the show lasting about 40 minutes. So that is one part of the experience that will eat up a large chunk of your day. Um, seating feels somewhat limited. So if you don't get early on in line, like mm. there's a chance you don't get seated. So you waited for nothing. That is so, true. Um, I would definitely intimate. recommend, like, if it looks like it has a sizable line, I would avoid it. Um, but if you can get in there, like, soon for the next showing, definitely recommend that approach. Okay. So, because otherwise yeah, it will eat up at the one. chunk of the day. When I, when I think about some of the best uh, theme park shows, though, that I've been to, I say Festival of the Lion King is, like, one of my favorites, if not the I, favorite of mine. I would agree with that. It's definitely memorable for sure. Um, and I think they do get the crowd involved. Like they'll pull people from the crowd. Yeah, at certain. I couldn't remember for sure if that was this one or something else, but it's this uh, one. Okay. Um, well, yeah. And you like uh, compete, I think, I think you compete. Oh between yeah. All that. Cause each section <laughs> is themed to like, there's a lion, a zebra, an elephant and mm-hmm. something else, but I can't remember what. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the show, so I can't I can't really piece it together. Just yeah. like what I remember, though. I think I saw this like three visits ago. Mm. So, uh, but it was worth it. I I would, you know, unless you're super passionate about the Lion King, I would probably say it's a one and done experience as well. Um, but just be mindful of when you're doing this because it can easily eat up probably about an hour of your day. Very quickly, yeah. So. Um, we've got the Tam Tam Drummers of Harambe. No dicks out here, but it is African drummers playing sweet beats on traditional instruments. Um, no dicks out here. No, no dicks out here. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we also have the Harambe Village Acrobats, which is an acrobat troupe performing dances, drumming, and acrobatics um, i did Very see nice. these guys they were pretty entertaining so if you have a few minutes to stop and watch they're just kind of right in the middle of like a walking area when they're performing so and then i would say this is definitely a pillar of the park uh the kilimanjaro safaris and there are kind of two yeah. approaches to this um one is a bumpy ride on one of their safari vehicles uh, around a large perimeter uh, featuring awesome, like, in-habitat views of a lot of really, really cool animals. There was one of those trips where I was probably 10 feet away from a rhinoceros. And, wow. like, all that I could see between me and the rhinoceros was the side of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> they've got some sort of invisible or electric fence thing situation going on. Or something to repel the animals from attacking the uh, vehicles, but it, it's just really cool how close you can get to a lot of this stuff. Um, and then there's also an option to walk a path on the interior of that area, and you get view different views of some of those same animals, but also exclusive views of other animals. So definitely okay. recommend doing that. Um, this is another. Uh, this would probably I would say be stop number two after um, 
Flight of Passage. Because the line on this can like it's it's not the like each of the vehicles holds a lot of people. Like I'd probably say like somewhere between twenty and thirty people. But they the kind of the load unload sequence is not the quickest, so the line mm-hmm. can take a while to move. Um, so I would probably make make this an early in the day experience as well. That and and uh, like everybody's coming to ride the Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah, and if you want to see like animals out and walking around, you stand a better chance of doing that early on in the day rather than when they're already tired and possibly hiding Sleeping. later in the day. Yeah. So. Good point. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then we have the Wildlife Express train, which, uh, like, if you're looking at a map of the park, mm-hmm. this is the sole access to Rafiki's Planet Watch, the Rafiki's Planet Watch area. Um, you can only get there by the train and then ride the train back to the rest of the park. But it is, uh, I don't remember what distance it said, but it's like 1.2 miles from the train station to Rafiki's Planet Watch. It's oh, like a wow. seven-minute seven minute train ride, and you get to see views of animals and stuff. But uh, it is, I mean, it, uh, the entrance to it is near the Kilimanjaro Safaris, I think. But it goes yeah. as far back as you do in the safari vehicles, kind of like they're run right next to each other. Um, and just to note, uh, it does say the final train departs daily, excuse me, at 4.30 p.m. for the Rafiki's Planet Watch area. Um, so do keep that in mind, uh, if you're kind of putting it off because, uh, it doesn't take a horrendous amount of time to get on the train or do Rafiki's Planet Watch area. So honestly, you know, it's easy to, to knock out that and probably be through it in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be mindful. If you wait too late into the day, you're not going to get it done. So, A lot of early uh, stuff you got to do here. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of the park is really easy to do, but there's definitely like some, some smart approaches to this. I agree. So. Um, and so within Rafiki's Planet Watch area, we have the conservation station where you can get an in-depth look at animal habitats around the globe uh, and see the expert veterinary care that their animals receive. Um, they have also have some like insect exhibits there. Um, like this whole area, the Rafiki's Planet Watch area is just like, it feels like this jungle outpost of research and stuff. Oh, have you yeah. ever been? No. Yeah. I went on my last visit. It was it's worth doing at least once, um, if nothing else, for what I'm going to talk about next. Okay. The the animation experience at Conservation Station. Oh. Uh, it's a really cool experience, uh, where you get a little bit of the history of Disney animals in the movies, uh, as as it's been, and then you get a tutorial, uh, with a artist there. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily like a like. Uh, they're a staff artist, but I don't know that they've necessarily been involved in the movies or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, they run you through drawing uh, one character from one of the movies, an animal. Nice. Uh, and on our visit, I got to draw Flash from Zootopia, and I have That's it fun. somewhere uh, in my apartment. Um, so it was it was really cool and something I would highly recommend doing, especially because it it's a nice little thing you get to take home and it's free. So. Especially with kids uh, that might be artistically inclined. I think it's a really cool thing. I need to go try this out. 
Yeah, I would agree. Um, <laughs> I've heard other people have gotten to do like Bambi and Rafiki and uh, some others, but I got to do Flash, and I'm very thankful for that because I love sloths. So. Sloths are cool. You're a big sloth guy. <clears throat> I am a sloth. Um, <laughs> and then outside the conservation station, we have the affection section. They love their rhymes <laughs> Great here. Names. Uh, yeah. it is, it's a petting zoo. Uh, they have goats. I think they might have some pigs. I don't remember what all's there, but it's a petting zoo, just like most other zoos have. So, um, no, and then no dicks out in the affection section. <laughs> please and thank you. There's signs everywhere. Yeah, this is not in Harambe, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's far enough keep away. It, keep it put away, please. <laughs> uh, and then, kind of the last little thing is they've got lots of gardens in the area with butterfly, like different uh, breeds of butterflies. Uh, that you can do butterfly viewing so Ooh. and then we walk back to the train and it's time to eat in africa Turn up. where are we going to eat i got a handful of locations for you i'm going to lead off with the dawa bar uh, they have all manner of adult beverages uh, and this will be one of the places that you can get a number of different south african wines i'm not a big wine guy so i don't have any recommendations and that's just it's always going to be that way. Sorry, guys. Um, but they do have some good-looking drinks otherwise. Uh, they even have African beers. Mm. So check them out. Um, next, we have the Tusker House Restaurant, uh, which is uh, character dining. It is a buffet with African-inspired flavors for all meals of the day. Uh, the characters you might see could include Donald, Mickey, and Goofy. And it's a buffet. I, I hear it's actually a really good buffet. Like there's you got your safe options there, but then they have like some some pretty decent like African style food. Yeah. With I, delicious I, spices and stuff. So I aspire to like I've still not been to an African restaurant and I'd love to do it. I know there are options here, I just haven't gotten around to it. But it's like not as like out there as you'd think. Yeah. As far as food goes. It's a lot of beef If you like and spice and you like meat and yeah, vegetables, I think yeah. you're in good shape. <clears throat> yeah. So um next on our list is Mahindi. Ooh. Uh it's a snack stall mainly serving popcorn, glazed nuts, and beverages. So glazed go nuts. There, go there and get these nuts. <laughs> hey. Hey. Sorry for all the dick and nut jokes. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> we, we have no apologies. Next, we have Tamu Tamu refreshments, carrying pastries at breakfast time and sweets the rest of the day. Next, we have the Kusafiri coffee shop and bakery. It's another breakfast option if you're starting your day at the back of the park. So if you decide to uh, get the safari in first, you can still get yourself a coffee and a pastry. I, I love not, a good pastry and wine. Not have not I have not had anything from here, um, mm -hmm. but they have their like actual food options include an egg and bacon croissant sandwich, uh, breakfast tachos, which are tater tot nachos, and they have some overnight oats. Oh. I've still never had. Have you ever had overnight oats? Yeah, it's pretty decent. Cassie had make. to explain what they are to me because I keep hearing the phrase and I've never looked it up. And honestly, the 
concept doesn't really appeal to me because I don't like cold oatmeal. Uh, you should talk to theme parks dad about it. He has a lot of opinions on overnight oats. Uh, I'm guessing he's generally for. Yeah, he, yeah. he had a he had a phase. Different strokes for different folks. Just not a stroke for me. Dicks out. Um, Dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Uh, oh, the Harambe Dicks out fruit market. Um, which is a snack stand serving fresh fruit. And I'm reading my notes from last night, and I may or may not have had an edible at this point. And I spelled <laughs> fresh, F-R-E-C-H. Nailed it. Uh, it's like French. <laughs> fresh. Fresh fruit. <laughs> you can get uh, <laughs> snacks and serving fresh fruit dicks out. Uh, they also have pretzels, hot dogs, and other options, along with beverages. Very nice. So, uh, it does, the, the way it's set up definitely looks like a, kind of like a market fruit stand. It's pretty cool. I hear they have um, corn here on the cob. Uh, and, uh, you can get it plain or with African spices. Mm. Apparently the African spice corn is fire. I did not know this, and I do see it on the menu, and now I really want to try it. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, if the you're also... Producer, definitely get that next time we go. Yeah. They also have uh, three packs of the Baby Bell snack cheese, so if uh, you're an addict and need a fix, come get your cheese. <laughs> cheese addicts, aren't we all? Yeah. 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 Maybe. Honestly, let's be real. Um and then the star of the show dicks out Harambe Market dicks out dicks out uh African inspired fair at an open air plaza uh let's take a look at some of their menu items uh we have uh they list dessert first which I can respect. <laughs> uh, they just have the one dessert option, which is a mango passion fruit cheesecake. And mm. I like all of those words. Those are all <laughs> words. Those are all words, and I like them. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, they this also looks like kind of somewhat fresh. Uh, they've got like protein and rice bowls. Um, they have a kofta pita which I looked up and doesn't look horrendously far from a euro, if that's yeah. something you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, then they've got salads as well. Um, it, I would I definitely want to eat here. I haven't yet, but I really, really want to now. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, and then they have some, some cocktails uh, and beverages adult beverages so this is another place that and i was like kind of scrolling down like thinking oh man they have a ton of food here and then i realized it's a lot of the same menu items but they have a gluten and wheat allergy friendly menu oh yeah egg allergy menu they have a fish and shellfish allergy menu uh milk allergy menu nut allergy menu sesame allergy menu soy allergy menu they go all in on this so if you have a food sensitivity this definitely is probably the place to go yeah, um, I would definitely do it for sure. <clears throat> well, damn so, does that does that wrap up Africa? That wraps up Africa. Twenty minutes later, that happens, man. Uh, we got another potential twenty-minute segment here as I have officially started uh, 
you know, I actually took a, a big one this time. Uh, let's go to Asia. Let's go let's to Asia. It. We got a lot popping in Asia. We got some animals you can see. You can see tigers, bats, gibbons, Komodo dragons, colorful birds, and lion-tailed macaque. Maca- macaques out for Harambe. Macaques out. <laughs> <laughs> I bet oh, you I'm thought so it was sorry. over after we left Africa, but no, it's because it's blood into Asia now. So yeah. um, I feel like there needs to be like when you go to edit this, there needs to be like a uh, like that hotel desk bell sound every time we <laughs> say dicks out. Maybe so. Maybe could. I'll, I'll see if I can. Uh, Not censoring one. it, just kind of as a counter. Yeah, ding works for me. All right, so Asia, we got plenty of attractions here as well. Uh, we have a, a show called Feathered Friends in Flight which is a 25-minute bird show. I don't know that I'd spend time doing that because there's plenty of other good shows here. But. I did it once, and it actually is pretty entertaining. So if you have any oh, remote did. amount of interest in birds, it was actually a pretty cool little show. And they're, they're like, really well-trained. That's good. Good job, birds. Keep it up. Keep it up. Sorry I tried to shit-talk you. That was no, on me. It's fine. It's easy to shit-talk birds because sometimes they just shit on you out of nowhere. It's true. <laughs> it's reciprocal here. Yeah. Um, next one to highlight, you've got the Mahaj, Ma, Maharaja. 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 Jungle Trek. Uh, I've actually done this. It's pretty good. Pretty good little trek. Uh, you can see tigers and bats and Komodo dragons. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Damn it. I was waiting <laughs> for you to say the third thing and was going to drop it no matter what it was. Yeah, I snuck it in. You don't get it, motherfucker. All right, but you got that going on. It's cool. Check it out. Um, one of the big rides in the park, the, the main water ride here is the Cali River Rapids. Um, kind of an interesting theme. It's definitely themed, but there's not a lot of theming, if that makes sense. Mm. So you've got, like, you're going through, like, a river raft. Kind of like jump. Fury of the Nile, where about the only thing that's actually themed is the tunnel. Kind of, yeah. I haven't done uh, this one, so I, honestly, I, mean, I didn't even know it was here. It's super pretty, and you get super wet. And there are theming elements, like, squirting out at you and stuff. Um, and then, like, there's a, there's actually a pretty, dicks out. There's a pretty good drop as well, um, which you don't get that on most Rapids rides. There's, like, a yeah. giant drop. Um, and, and there is, like, a themed um, area before the drop where it's, like, burnt forest, which is kind of sad and, like... Um, realistic too um so there you go uh cali river rapids uh, if you want to get drenched ride it uh it's probably one i'll never ride because i don't want to get drenched and it doesn't happen yeah i generally avoid water rides for the most part at parks now yeah like there if i'm going somewhere and i get to go to a hotel or something and i can change clothes i might ride it at the end of the day yeah if you're not old enough yet chafing is a powerful thing mm-hmm Good old chafing. And then um, the, the star of the show here, everyone goes for this. Expedition Everest. You have um, the Vacoma roller coaster ride that uh, takes you through the Himalayan mountains to avoid the Disco Yeti. <laughs> it used to actually move, but. Yeah, now it just stands there. For more than a decade now. Which yeah. is kind of sad, but it's okay. Um, it's a great ride, I, I think. Um, we're talking about thrills at Disney's. Um, you're probably not getting a better thrill than Expedition Everest. As yeah. Well as the coaster itself. 
and I don't know if you've had the same experience, but you may be under the illusion that you need to prioritize this ride early. I've never waited yeah. longer than like 25 minutes for this. I've waited a little bit longer, but it's a line you want to wait in because it's a very well themed queue. I would agree with that. Um, it's, yeah. it's consistently open. Like, and it yeah, moves fast. Like they are on yeah. it with their operation. There's a single rider line, I think. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's one that you don't really have to worry. It's like it's weird because it's like the one you want to get on, but it's not the one you need to prioritize at all. You should you should go um, prioritize uh, the rides in Pandora and the um, the Safari over this. And this was the spoiler. This was the ride that solidified my suspicion of uh, getting nauseous when going backwards. Yep. <laughs> There's some good scenes in this too, so I just just ride it. If you haven't if you haven't seen it before, check out a POV. It's like worth it. It's cool. I would agree. All right, let's highlight the food here in Asia. We got a, a lot of different options here. Uh, the first one I'll highlight, Mr. Kamal's, which has a food item that looks pretty interesting, which is crazy because it's just it's fries, but it's seasoned fries and they season it in like a spicy way. And there's like the spicy mayo dipping sauce that looks fire. Um, I'm trying to hunt down the... Where is the location? It's in Asia. Well, thank you, but it's I like, mean... It's, it's, a, it's a stand, and I, I honestly, I don't know where it's located. Oh, um, okay. That's fine. Keep going, and I'll, I'll hunt it down. No, but it looks good. It's one that, like, um, a lot of people would say they're the best fries on property. So, definitely worth checking out. Um, you've also got Yak and Yeti's. Um, and yak, yak and Yetis, you got two different locations. So you've got counter service and you have a sit-down restaurant. Um, the counter service is called Local Foods Cafe. And um, honestly, I, I've eaten here every time I've gone to Disney uh, Disney World and gone to Animal Kingdom. Um, they have chicken fried rice there that you can just get. And I get it every time I go. I just love their chicken fried rice. And it's quick that and kid, easy. Huh? Yeah, it's good. Um Inside of Yak and Yeti, you have the restaurant itself, which is a sit-down restaurant, and they have that same chicken fried rice, but they also have like more Pan-Asian, um, better table service food. So um, a lot of people swear by if you're going to do like a sit-down meal at Yak and Yeti, this is actually or at Animal Kingdom, Yak and Yeti is a really good option. And that uh, makes me happy because one of my uh, top five I listed come from this restaurant. Good. You ever had Yak and Yeti? I have not. That's a staple. Um, delicious. I'm ready. I'm ready to make it that way, though. Perfect. Um, you also have a Joffrey's here in in Asia, where you can get your coffee fix. Um, let's see. There's also an ice cream truck, the Anandapar ice cream truck, which I hear it's it's a very pretty ice cream truck, um, but you're really looking at just basic like chocolate vanilla ice cream and like an occasional seasonal flavor there oh yeah it's like a it kind of looks like a big hippie bus yeah if i remember yeah i think it, it kind of has like uh almost like an indian theme to it too uh, well uh i think really i think anandapur is a city i might be wrong but oh, okay they've got that um you've got the thirsty river bar which has, um, it's basically a to-go bar, and they have margaritas and cocktails there. Um, 
which could be a good option. And then they also have Trek Snacks, which has popcorn, pretzels, and like your Mickey ice cream bars. So really your traditional Disney snacks is what you're going to find there. Um, you love to see it. You love to see it. But yeah, the, the star of the show here really is Yak and Yeti. Um, people swear by it. It's, it's definitely one that, Jeff, I think next time you go, you should give it a shot. Um, you probably really enjoy the sit down. The, I will say one thing I've loved about doing this series is discovering things I didn't know were here and like itching to go back to the park and make it happen. Yeah, there's a lot of options. And even Yak and Yeti is just like a favorite for my quick service. Just like, I just want some chicken fried. You know how I am with, with Chinese food. Like, I just want chicken fried rice. That's what I want. Yeah. Man of habit. Hey, no, uh, if you know what you like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a to go, um, or sorry, a go to quick stop food option for me. Yeah. And there you have it. That's Asia. I probably went a little bit too fast, but um, Asia, it's, it's, it's really a big part of the park. You got some key attractions here and key restaurants. So it's a very pretty area, and there's a stage over there as well. Well, part of the stage is in Asia, the other parts in uh, Dinoland, technically. Oh. Uh, but like the the big seating on the water where they have like boat shows and stuff. But I don't know that that stage necessarily has a name or not. I, I think it does, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Discovery Island. Well, see when I. There's a star on one of the seating arrangements, and it just says Discovery Island Drummers Festive Flotilla. Um, mm. The last time I sat there for a park, they had, like, these gigantic, very ornate kites, kites yeah, that were attached yeah. to the boats. Um, and they were, like, speeding around and doing stunts with them, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, I don't really see any other marking for whatever that is. And I'm pretty sure it's That's a, gone now. it rotates. Yeah, okay. But uh, TikTok <clears throat> loves to film those crashing into the stands. <laughs> I do remember that being like a funny thing to make them land. Yeah. Yeah. Without going into the water. Um but yeah. So that's Asia, huh? That's Asia, huh? I guess that brings us to our is this the the last section of the park? That Yeah, I uh, love it. When you look at the general there. sections of the park here, it's so funny. It's like these authentic places is Africa, you know, Asia, Pandora, uh a shitty carnival theme to dinosaurs <laughs> and USA. like i don't if it was i mean it's it's not bad as it is um if there was a more recent disney dinosaur property that what is, is the good dinosaur disney yeah like pixar no, yeah, yeah. Disney. it's it feels like but, it could be more and it's not necessarily like out of place with the park because dinosaurs are often depicted in the jungle, but like it definitely feels dated. Yeah, and I guess this is when we can talk about our Dinoland USA theming because really what they went for here was they wanted they wanted it to feel like a theme to dinosaurs, but also that it's like a fair. So yeah. honestly, the theme itself, if you took it out of Animal Kingdom. I think it's actually really cute. Like they have like food stands that are well themed, and like you've got that cartoon dinosaur looking thing. Yeah. It's almost like this should be in uh, Hollywood Studios instead, though. Yeah, it's. I would kind of to sum up what you're saying. It's very clearly the children's area of the park. Yeah, kind of. If, if there would be one that would have to identify as that. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the attractions. Let's do it. I'm going to lead off with the most appropriate 
subject matter attraction here, and it's Finding Nemo, the big blue and beyond. I fucking <laughs> love this show. I love this I've show. Not, that Animal Kingdom. I've never seen it. Um, it's good. You'd love it. It's it's really good. I'd like to. And it's so what from what I understand, it's kind of like that Lion King show, where you have well, like yeah, uh, li- like people in costume and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's it's very puppet heavy. Yeah. So you've got like these very elaborate puppets, but it is a stage show. So it's like it kind of feels like you're at like a musical and it's very music based. Um, it's really good, Jeff. But it's 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 another one of my favorite theme park shows. I wonder, uh, you know, I really want to see it. I've, I've just have always kind of walked by it and never been like, oh, I need to do that. But like, you, you I love Finding Nemo, list. so I want to do it. Um, I wonder if this will be another casualty with the retheming or if this will still be accessible and maintain its... I think Finding Nemo stays. I think it's still very popular. Yeah. And um, I could see that. And it's kind of out of the way of like the rest of Dinoland enough to where it could still and run while that area is being worked on. Cause like there's a path that runs from Asia in front of finding Nemo. And then there's the, like you can split and go into Dinoland or you can kind of go towards the right, which takes you kind of back towards discovery Island. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I would agree with you. I think it probably stays. Yeah. And it's not themed to dinosaurs. Yeah. I, that's why I wanted to select that first because it was the most appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next we have the Boneyard. Kids 10 and under can explore this dig site themed structure where they can work through rope bridges, explore caves, and hit up some sweet slides. It's, it's cool to look at, but obviously my first visit was in my late 20s, so this was never happening for me. But it looks like <laughs> it would have been something I would have enjoyed if I was young enough for it. There you go. So, I, I would like to, whatever thing they do to this area i would i think it would be a good idea for them to retheme something like this or you know just keep something similar because i think parents definitely appreciate the kids getting to run around and explore and blow off some steam yeah so that's um, true and then we have the fossil fun games uh it's a cluster of carnival style dinosaur themed games I don't know that I've ever really absorbed that this was here, so I don't know what is there as far as the games go. Uh, have you ever seen or played any of it? I've seen them, never played any of the games, but um, I think it's cool that Disney has games. Yeah. Because a lot of times in the parks, they just don't emphasize it. Is this like stuff you can play to win prizes? or? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like your classic Midway games. Okay. It's, it's really the setup. Which I think is why a lot of Disney people shit on it, because they see carnival games as, like, inferior. Yeah. I don't know if it's done right. I don't necessarily think it needs to be bound to one type of park. I think it works here. I think it works on, like, a Simpsons land, too, in a theme park. You know, it's, yeah. it just works. They found a way to make it work. Yeah, and sometimes people are just looking for a reason to complain. and you know, Disney fans, baby. <laughs> um, dicks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have the Triceratop Spin. Uh, it's a children's ride featuring Triceratops that can fly. Fly. Oh. Air quotes. And air because fly. Um, it's are they spinning or are ride. they flying, Jeff? It's kind of like the Dumbo ride where they like, they're all on arms that I, I don't know if it can be controlled or if it's 
uh, preset, but the they go up and down on an arm that's like spread out from the center. So, so your typical Disney spinning ride. Yeah. That they clone and just rethink and reskin. Yeah. Which they're kings at. They do a good job at it. Yeah. Hey, if uh, I mean you got to have something for everybody's favorite movie. Right. So, um, and to that end, and I was really pumped to talk about this until I found out that the area is going kaput. Mm. Um, so if you can do this sooner than later, I would highly recommend it, uh, is the dinosaur in all caps ride. Mm. Uh, it is an awesome dark ride. Uh, I, I can't dinosaur. remember which park it's at, but it's the... Is there an Indiana Jones ride at one yep. of the Disney parks? It's just like Disneyland. that. Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. Themed to the movie Dinosaur. It's the exact uh, same ride system. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very... I would say it's actually pretty intense for a dark ride. Yeah. Like they, they throw you around pretty heavily in there. Um, and I think what I love so much about this ride is it does not look like it's been updated in the least since it was put in. So it's kind of like a trip back to the, like, I think the movie and the ride came out in or around 2000. So it's kind of like a trip back to the 90s. Um, I think the, uh, you know how they usually have like the mission video before you go into the loading area. And it's, I think it's Felicia Rashad. Oh. And it's just, it's hilariously 90s. And it's, it just, it it makes me happy. Um, Me too. And a fun story is I got evac'd off this ride once and we made it a fair amount of distance in and had to walk back to the entrance. So we got to like, they were like, no pictures, please. But everybody had their phones out, like recording <laughs> and stuff. So right. that was really cool. I think that's another reason it. I have a soft spot for it. I, I just really like this ride. Um, I think it holds up well enough on its own. It's just kind of a shame that the movie is like kind of irrelevant as yeah. far as Disney goes, so I'm not surprised they want to pull it, but I love it anyway. I think it's very likely you'll see it rethemed to Indiana Jones, which kind of stinks. Yeah. Because I, uh, I like the dinosaur version better. I'm with you. Um, I think weird. having a dinosaur section here, is, I, I think it fits well enough. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to have dinosaurs at all, this is the park to do it. Um, but... Honestly, maybe, they, maybe they it won't get touched. If it's if it's themed to South America, there were dinosaurs there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can keep it. Who knows? Well, let's, do that let's again. talk about food then. Yeah, there's a there's a few options here. Okay, uh, we're gonna start with Restaurantosaurus, which is a cooler name than the actual facade of the restaurant. It just kind of looks like a generic like boat dock restaurant. It's not on water or anything, just kind of the appearance of it. That's what it makes me think of. Uh, it's definitely an American menu. They've got burgers, dogs, and chicken. Yeah. So, that's... But honestly, that when you think about it, since this is pretty much the kids' area, that's probably what you want out of your menu there is basic because kids are picky. That's so. true. Freaking kids, man. Right. Um, Throw your next... pallets up. Right. Yeah, so go eat at uh, Harambe Dicks Out. Um, we have the Dino Bite Snacks next. Uh, snack menu featuring mainly ice cream, cookies, and salty snacks. Um, nothing really to write home about this one. Um, there are other these ice cream sandwiches there. Oh, yeah? That um, 
they have some specialties there, but it's a uh, two basically two cookies and and and, and ice cream mm. in between them. Uh, that actually looked pretty fantastic. That's that may be worthwhile. I so I was gonna say their other snack stand is the one that kind of calls to me, uh, but that does definitely sound good. I'm I'm definitely a sucker for an ice cream sandwich. They've also mm-hmm. got beer if you want it. So there you go. Beer and ice cream. Beer and ice cream. Next we have Trilo Bites, uh, which is a snacks. Excuse me, snack stand with their main features being uh, buffalo chicken chips, which are, uh, they have house-made chips with chunks of buffalo chicken uh, with some uh, veggies and I think that's a ranch or some kind of sauce. Let me look at this. Uh, House-made chips served with buffalo chicken and blue cheese dressing topped with tomato and celery relish. Yeah, it sounded great in description until we get to the phrase tomato and celery relish. I'll probably still eat it because I like tomatoes and I like celery, but for whatever reason, that phrase is just kind of off-putting. Um, off. Would probably still try it. It looks all right. Um, but the real thing you come here for is the Trilo Bites Twist. It's an orange and vanilla swirl Dole Whip. Oh shit, that would be good. Yeah, basically a cream skull but in Dole Whip form. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be good. Yeah, and it is like compared to some of the other sweet treats, it's reasonably priced at currently five seventy nine. So they also have churros here. So if you're needing your churro fix, actually, I noticed that on a lot of their snack menus, churros are pretty common around this park. Yeah. So. And they'll be coming up again. I can't wait to talk. My man. Um. But yeah. That is the food in the soon-to-be-defunct Dinoland USA. Very nice. And that completes our walk around the park. So we got to rank um, rank our attractions mm-hmm. and food items. So shall we start with attractions? Yep. Five to All one. Right. Five to one. You start. My number five is the animation experience at Conservation Station. You don't think it sounds that exciting but i prompt like they they made it really entertaining and i'm definitely i like to draw um so it was just a cool all around experience for me. uh or the yeah. sloths <laughs> <laughs> dicks and sloths top two <laughs> excellent that's uh pretty fun that that got into your top five so yep um, i also kind of have a fun number five i i said the festival of the lion king it's my my actual favorite theme park show and one thing i just want to say about this park is you look at the attractions and you kind of think oh you know it's not very stacked in attractions but with this and with finding nemo the big blue and beyond um you've got two shows in there that i think you need to see as much as you ride everest i think they're very good um so i wanted to represent that in my top five yeah lion king was i think my first runner up on the on the list uh, nice. You know, spoilers, since you now know it's not in the rest of my top five. But <laughs> I'm curious to see how each of us order order these, because I do not think they will be the same. I don't either. What's your number four? <clears throat> my number four is Expedition Everest. Wow. That's yeah. pretty low. I I like it. I just like other things here more. I, I get it. Yep. That's fine. I'll allow it. Thanks. My number four is Flight of Passage. So it's really good. 
it is really really good um i i don't love the simulators that's fair this I, is probably I, my favorite simulator though yeah i love the sensation like i had aspirations to be a pilot when i was younger and so i liked the sensation of flight a lot um that's you know i still have yet to mention it but it will be on my list somewhere so what's your number three my number three is dinosaur in all caps hell yeah that's my number three too my man yeah i'm so happy that you love it like i do because it is (laughs) i think it's a very underrated ride like nobody talks about it and it is just such a fun little intense dark ride i'd like to see more in this style where you kind of have like a rampaging car and it just kind of feels out of control and it almost has like that it almost has that universal dark ride feel to it too yeah which is kind of rare i would agree especially in a disney park so yep and you got dinosaurs jumping at you from all angles through it so if you're a dinosaur fan as well not even like necessarily the movie if you just like dinosaurs this is a really cool experience that's right uh, all right well what's your number two my number two is avatar flight of passage Ooh, very nice yeah yeah i mean major I, cry, so i figured it was in your top three at least yeah that's fair i appreciate the sensitivity of the listeners and not roasting me for that yeah i i'm sure they won't roast you at all not at all i know our listeners <laughs> at my number two i actually went for what probably is your number one uh, kilimanjaro safaris um it's just a great like where else can you just go on a, a good safari where it's like the animals are actually taken care of and they're not like it's not like corny and you're not driving through it yourself and there's not like animals with their heads coming through your window it's just like well set up it's well thought out it's well planned and um gosh it's just it's it's a one in a kind one of its kind really i think i i agree with you and another note that i failed to mention uh, while I was talking about the ride before, and yes, it is my number one. Um, but within the vehicles, they're like these massive Jeeps that are obviously not, they're built for this purpose. Um, in the kind of up in the upper portion, I can't remember if it's in the upper or if they have it down low, but there is like an animal guide to everything that's out there. So if there's like hmm. something that you don't recognize, you can look for a picture of it on that little strip and they've got pictures and their names. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so that's your number one. Uh, is it reason why? Uh, I just, I love how open it feels and the animals definitely like look happy and are generally pretty active uh, anytime I've gone. Um, and I think I've lucked out into entertaining drivers talking about what's going on and where stuff is. Um, so it's, it's kind of like doing the jungle cruise but with actual animals and on dirt. And I think that was the approach is what I yeah. wanted to do here. Yeah. And they nail it. They do. Perfect. I would agree with that. And it's just, it's so long. Like, it's not like a, like you hop on, you're in there for two minutes and it's done. I don't remember how long it takes to get around the circuit, but I want to say it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 minutes. On the park map, it says uh, 22 minutes, I believe. Oh, that was a great guess. I did not look at that. I promise. That was really good. It's 22. 
So it feels like a very fulfilling animal experience. Like I often would like to do it more than once, but have never really. Uh, that is something I will say is kind of like my back gets a little sore with like the stuff that's super bumpy and these vehicles definitely are. Um, so just, you know, keep that in mind if you have any sort of back issues. Yeah. My number one, Expedition Everest. I'm the coaster guy. I love it. I think it's great theming. Even with Disco Yeti at the end, I love the theming of the the shadow, you know, ripping up the track and going in reverse. And the, uh, I don't know, I think the gags in it are great. I think the theming is very fun, and it's one of the more thrilling um, coasters in the Magic Kingdom. So I appreciate that, even if it's mostly helixes. <laughs> I would agree with all of that, um, even with, and I will discuss uh my new ride on tron in another but mm-hmm. i i do i would agree that i have to think about this expedition everest is the second best roller coaster at all of the parks in my opinion nice first being guardians of the galaxy yep i, I kind of figured that yep awesome well, let's move on to food items. Um, our top five food items. We can start with number. I'll start this time with number five. Do it. We're going the opposite. You mentioned churros earlier. I'm going to go ahead and put the churros at the Nomad Lounge, which is the the walk up um, bar that you got to put your name in and come back for. Uh, I just hear the churros are amazing there, and they're so good that I want to get a specialty drink, eat some churros, and have like an afternoon snack there. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put churros for my sweet treat. Number and that five. feels like a really good like food item to pair with an alcoholic beverage because it will soak up the alcohol as it as it goes. So I would agree with that, and I respect the choice. Uh, number you. My number five yeah. is kind of my, I would say, gimmicky choice. It's the Trilobites twist I mentioned very, very recently. Mm-hmm. Again, it is the orange and vanilla Dole Whip swirl. Sounds amazing. So it, yeah, I would definitely try it. Awesome. Well, my number four, you actually talked about. Um, I'm going to Trilobites. Ever ever heard of it? We're, we're there right now. Um, and I am actually going to go with that buffalo chicken chips. Um, yeah, we can split though, a plate when we go. Yeah, I know you're kind of turned off by the relish or whatever, but. Um, I kind of like the, uh, I guess you call it the Irish nachos. Or, is that, yeah, that's that what you call it. Yeah, that's fair. And like, I would still eat it. I just, for whatever reason, the phrase is upsetting to me. I get that. Yeah, I think it was enough to, it was an interesting enough um, food dish to put it at my number four. No, I agree. Uh, my number four, I also mentioned previously, is the beef and lamb kofta pita at the Harambe Dicks Out Market. Um, <laughs> house-made beef and lamb kofta with a tzatziki sauce, shermula, and house-made chips. It looks like a gyro, if I could simplify it. So if you've had a gyro and you liked it, you'll probably like this. Nice. Uh, my number three is is pretty, pretty boring. It's french fries. I'm going with the french fries at Mr. Kamal's because uh, I just think the spices are interesting. I think the the spicy mayo option for a dipping sauce is some. This is gonna be right up my alley. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna get a snack and just have some, have some fries. I'd be down for it. I like just your description enough makes me want to try it. Yeah, even if it's just a few fries. Oh, good. I see the cart now. Uh, is that? Hold on, let me look at this. 
Because there's like a tag for a place called Caravan Road, but it's right next to that. So I don't know if that's where they were applying the menu or what. Mr. Kamal. Nope, this is a whole entirely different thing. Because I see Mr. Kamal's on the map, but there's yeah. not like a not, not a menu listed for it. Damn. So. Sorry, bro. These buttholes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh I also am going to Asia for my number three at the Yak and Yeti restaurant. I'm going to get the Malaysian seafood curry. Uh, It's jumbo shrimp and crab ravioli um, with zucchini, spinach, tomatoes, mushrooms, and tossed in a red curry coconut sauce. It sounded super good, and I would like that right now, please, and thank you. (laughs) Yes, please. I'll take it. Yep. All right, my number two, uh, help me pronounce the name of it, Satuli yeah. Cafe. Yeah, yeah, so that's over in Pandora. I just, in general, want to want to put the bowl, uh, just any type of bowl there, whatever custom make. I just want to try it, um, and I haven't yet, so I'm going to go ahead and put that number two. I, I have a feeling that's going to be like a lunch staple next time I go. Yeah, I think this is hilarious because... I chose the chili garlic shrimp bowl at the Satuli Canteen for my number two. Um, <laughs> like all of their menu items look great. I don't like I said, don't remember what I had, but I loved it. It may have been this. Um, I'll have to dig out a picture, but I have a feeling it was the uh, that I got the chimichurri beef and chicken bowl, and that was super good. Or just I, I feel like I at least got chimichurri beef, which was really yeah. really good. Um. But yeah, I'd like to try their chili garlic shrimp bowl because it just looks really good right now. So, <laughs> all right, my number one is boring. It's it's a dumb pick, but I'm going with the chicken fried rice at Yak and Yeti's. For some reason, every time I go, I got to get it. Hey, it doesn't have to be the fanciest thing. If you love it the most, there is no shame in that choice. It's not even that great. I just want to eat it every time I go. <laughs> Hey, that the, sometimes I, there's like no cra- This doesn't necessarily have to be the best. It's just it can be your staple. Yeah, and that's that's okay. Every time I go. Yeah, I would agree with that. My number one. I'm staying at the Sotuli Canteen, and I am getting that blueberry cream cheese mousse. Oh, so good. I thought you were gonna say cheeseburger pods to be funny. No, no, the cheeseburger pods can go to hell. Sticks <laughs> out. Sticks out. <laughs> Excellent. That's our top five food items at Animal Kingdom. Now um, it's time for us, Jeff, to go ahead and move on and um, move on from the parks, which shout out Animal Kingdom, you're a good time. Um, Oh, I guess I should highlight events, but there's not really any events there. They have an after hours event that they do. Nothing too special. Um, They do have like a a pay an extra price and there's like a, it's, it's not like a high ropes course, but it's like a high bridge that you can kind of interact with animals with. So that was kind of fun. I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the extras you can do there. But it's not really an event park. Um, I think, think it's difficult with animals, potentially. Yeah, I would say probably the closest they get to doing anything special is changing up the light show on the Tree of Life. Yeah. You can't really have fireworks going off there. So Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, we'll head on to the resorts and, and we kind of got an interesting... you do, real quick, sorry. Just in case you forgot going into the park, get your anal kingdom picture on the way out. Get the anal picture on the way out. <laughs> anal, anal kingdom picture. Anal kingdom. 
There you go. Dicks out. All right. So we get the anal pictures, um, and then we go uh, back to our resorts. So we do have deluxe, moderate, and value for our Animal Kingdom resort. So you got some different options here. And the deluxe resort, um, and I'll be going over a general overview, and you'll take the food, Jeff, as, as normal. Yeah. Uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is uh, a favorite of a lot of people's. And the Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, just to kind of give you a general idea of the vibe here, um, the main draw here is in the middle of the resort, you have basically animals. It's like a safari vibe. So there's animals in the middle. You wake up in the morning, you go out on your porch, you, you, get, you got your coffee, stretch, your dick's out, and, and you're looking at dick's out. Yeah, you're looking at a giraffe or like a rhino or some shit. So that is the vibe here. You're paying extra money to do that. Um, one thing that just to point out to get that premium view, not every, not every view in the hotel has that view. So you'd have to pay like a hundred extra dollars a night to get that view. So you're paying some money here. Um, this would be like a bucket list, but like just for like one night. Yep. One night you wake up and see the giraffes and then you check out of your hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some of the main things about this hotel to highlight. Um, one thing I don't love that this this is a deluxe resort and it's the only deluxe resort that the only option for transportation is bus. So if you're getting into a deluxe resort for like convenience, this is not going to be your deluxe resort for that. Um, it's more about the animals. So it's a good show. Yep, just want to point that out. Um, it is the cheapest deluxe resort of the options, um, especially if you don't want that safari view. But if you're going to pay for the deluxe, like, why would you stay here and not have the safari view? You know what I mean? I That's know. true. Um, I would just pay for a deluxe somewhere else. Um, but yeah, you got that. Um, they do have some unique stuff going on here. They have like night vision animal spotting tours um they have free restaurant tours so jeff let's go on restaurant tours here which is that's pretty cool cool. i didn't know that actually i didn't see that come up in the surprise me too um they also have two big pools here spa two gyms arcades and um yeah that's kind of the kind of the main thing here um and the theme of it is like a lodge so it's like if you're on like an african safari that's kind of the vibe of the rooms um it's the vibe of the hotel in general so not necessarily a disney heavy hotel but if you want to be immersed in the animals and animal kingdom is your vibe it's your i don't know it's your theme of your life this is the place to go but um what's more exciting about this restaurant than the views i think is the food jeff I'm with it. Um, I'm with it. Leaning or leading off, we have Jico, the cooking Chico. place. Uh, vibrant spices, crackling wood burning ovens, and boutique South African wines tra- transport you to the heart of Africa. The picture, it definitely looks like fine dining. Uh, the picture, I haven't opened the menu yet, but um, picture that a company is. The description looked really, really nice. Oh, yeah, this is definitely fine dining. Yeah, this is their fine dining restaurant. <clears throat> and they, But they do have uh, 
a fun menu item to say the Babodi mac and cheese. Ooh, Babodi. Four cheese, spiced beef, almonds, raisins, kachumbari. I don't know what that is. And red wine reduction. Looks good. That's one of their enhancements that you would add to an entree. Yeah. So, um, let's see. The uh, the the menu price range on this they have like two items in the 30s and they're both 38 dollars. Most of it's in the high 40s, low 50s uh, for their entrees. So yeah, definitely. Uh, like if you're there with the kids, this is probably like if you have somebody else to watch the kids, this is date night. Yeah, I would not take the whole family here unless you are made of money. <laughs> yeah, and like your whole family kind of had to be a little bit more on the adventurous side. Agreed. Because, because when you look at the menu, it's like, what is a kid really going to eat here? One of their appetizers, diver scallop and Moroccan snails. Mm. Little Timmy's not eating that shit. I don't want Moroccan snails. <laughs> I've never actually had snails. I heard they're all right, but I still have not worked up the courage to try one. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, next we have Boma, the flavors of Africa, uh, resembling a lively African marketplace. This restaurant features all you care to enjoy buffets at breakfast and dinner. I love the way they describe a buffet. All you care to enjoy. All you care to enjoy. Not all you Stuff can your eat, fucking you face. fat fuck. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're eating at a buffet at a theme park, motherfucker. Right. Yeah, they can, hey, they can, this oh, is the hotel at place. the theme park, all right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the picture they showed, the dining room looks really pretty. You have, like, floor-to-ceiling windows where you can see outside, and there's lots of really, really pretty uh, fauna. Thelma's breakfast looks pretty fire. Yeah, this looks really good. I'm kind of scrolling through the pictures I would definitely eat here. It's like... Uh, Golden Krell if they got their shit together. Yeah, and there's actually like good options. It feels themed to the restaurant. Yeah. So, uh, next on our list we have the Mara or the Mara. I'm not entirely sure how that's pronounced. Uh, named for a river flowing through Kenya and Tanzania. Tanzania. I don't remember <laughs> how it's pronounced. This savanna like say it again. Tanzania. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this savanna-like space serves classic entrees and grab-and-go favorites. This kind of looks and reads like uh, one of the places at many of like the value the value areas where it's like multiple stations to pick up food from, go pay somebody, and then go eat. Mm. That's kind of what it looks like to me. <laughs> uh, next on our list is the Cape Town Lounge and Wine Bar. This is going to be your bar. Sample South African wines at this intimate watering hole near Jiko, the cooking place. Enjoy an appetizer and wine pairing prior to your meal at Jiko. A full bar is also available. Uh, let's see if there's any noteworthy menu items here. Um, lots and lots of alcohol. There's no food here, so if you're wanting to maybe get an appetizer with your stuff, this is not the place to do it. Uh, but they do have some cocktails. I'm reading through these real quick. It looks like the Sunriser would probably be the one that I would get. Uh, it's Parrot Bay, banana liqueur, orange juice, pineapple juice, and cranberry juice. 
That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, really interested in African wine. Uh, as, as of you talking about this show, I'd really like to try something. This would be all you, because like I said, not a wine guy myself. I've tried. Uh, I, I used to work at a liquor store and tried all manner, because uh, they were definitely all about the samples there. Um, but just was not my. I, I, I tried. I wanted to like it because most people I know like wine in some form or fashion. I just use it for cooking. <laughs> it makes me uh, a giggly drunk when I'm, yeah. when I'm drunk on wine. So I, I do love drinking wine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next is the Victoria Falls Lounge, another bar. Um, it's going to be pretty much the same experience, but it's uh, overlooking the Boma restaurant. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. And they've got a, an outdoor fire pit. So Ooh. if you want to keep warm while I, I do. throwing back some drinks, they have a fire pit. Uh, next on the list is the... Uzima Springs Pool Bar. It's a pool bar. They've got pool bars at like all the hotels, don't they? Yeah, who would have thought? I love that you're just noticing this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> only took me four shows. Anyway. Like the last rest, the last hotel. Right. Hey, this has been uh, oh a. Oh my god, what is these here all along? People uh, have to drink in the pool. Who knew? Right. Uh, <laughs> next on our list is Sanaa or Sana. I don't know. Uh, experience the art of African cooking with Indian flavors as exotic animals roam the sunset savanna before you. Uh, the seating area looks really cool here. There are not a ton. Well, at least the picture they selected. There's not a. This looks like it's going to be pretty like exclusive seating. So I don't know if you need to put reservations in or what, but. Uh, you have views of the animals, so this is probably one you definitely want to do for lunch, I would imagine. Is, um, your breakfast is a casual quick service and doesn't require reservations. So if you are, mm. if I was staying here, this might be this is probably where I'd go for breakfast. Yeah. And they have a pretty good, uh, they have an eggs benedict, and I'm a sucker for a benedict. You love so a good benedict. Would, like, be what gosh. I'd get. You Benedict's love. out for Harambe. Benedict's out for Harambe. <laughs> 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 I'm a I'm a quote machine tonight. Yeah, I mean, anyway. callback baby. Yep, Benedict's out for Harambe. <laughs> um, yeah, they've got a good looking food menu as well. Um, probably what I would get would be the Indian style bread service here. They've got five mm-hmm. breads and then uh, looks like a bunch of dips with them. So, and you know, if you were watching like the travel channel or something this is gonna be one of those places where you get the bread in hand and swipe it through stuff and just eat it and it looks really 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 good so i want to say the bread service is fire here yeah have you uh you've not stayed here have you oh no no i've never been i've just heard that the bread service is great got it yeah i would definitely do that um and then as far as the overall menu pricing it's kind of going to be like middle upper um most of the entrees are 20s to low 30s mm. so this if you are with your family and they're adventurous even the kids uh you could probably take them here so but they also have kids create your own entrees and their kids menu is definitely a little more kid friendly that which is probably good since it is the kids menu anyway 
less cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next we have the Maji Pool Bar. Oh, I'm sorry, backing up. There's also a lounge attached to sauna. Of course so, there is. Yeah. So uh, next we have the Maji Pool Bar, which is another pool bar. <laughs> I'm running out of ways to describe these. However, this one does have food. Uh, they've got sandwiches and snacks um, and salad and nachos. Mm. So, there you go. All good things. Yeah. And if uh, you, uh, Cassie's ordered one from the Pinocchio restaurant because uh, they occasionally have them at different kids me- kids menus. They have Uncrustables. So nice. I do not like Uncrustables myself. Ah, oh, come on. Uh, How do you dislike Uncrustables? I don't. It's the so best part of the bread, and it's just all one piece. What I don't crust. one I don't mind crust. Uh, Two. I, as I've gotten older, I don't really care for grape jelly that much. Okay. And that's fine. Th- Three raspberry preserves are my choice, and that's not an option for Uncrustables. So, sorry, everybody. Your palate's just so advanced. Yeah, this is the longest I've ever had a conversation about Uncrustables, so thank you for being a part of it. I am glad to be a part on the second end of that. Yeah, so, and currently unavailable, um, there is a wine tasting at Gico. Hmm. So you can sample different wines, but that is temporarily unavailable. I don't know the why. I didn't really dig into that, and it doesn't necessarily say on the site. It's because you don't like wine. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> wine tasting's down because I'm an idiot. You motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, that rounds out food at our final, I think, final deluxe resort. Yeah, final. Well, maybe. 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 We, we've got more to highlight on our next show, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember fair. off the top of my head. That's fair. But uh, when it comes down to deluxe resorts, I think you and I are both in agreement. We're not fucking staying at a deluxe resort, but we'll definitely go eat at one. Yeah. So um, you got that going for it. But yeah, I'm, honestly, for me, I don't need to spend the extra money to see a giraffe when I wake up. I can, I can just see a park view and be pretty happy, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And I, I think if I'm going to stay in a deluxe, I think I'm staying in a deluxe for the convenience of the transportation so that I can go to Magic Kingdom, hop on the monorail, go take a nap, come back at night. That's, I love the rope drop nap, close the park combo. I love how you describe your series of actions when you're at a park. Yep. You're just so thorough. You had a, it's like you had a recent TikTok about this. Yeah. Uh, just... When when Mrs. Executive Producer is talking at you and in your brain you have Chris Benoit's entrance music playing. Yep. I just, uh, it's, I have a business trip and, and my plan is best to make sure that everybody has fun. Yeah. I've researched. I know yeah. what to do. I appreciate your take selflessness. Yeah. You know, we're going to have some fun here. Anyway. We're going to so- have some fun or else. <laughs> damn it. Dick's out. All right, well, let's go to the moderate um, Coronado Springs, which a lot of people kind of consider a, a deluxe in hiding. So the Coronado Springs Resort is huge. Um, it has your moderate pricing, but the amenities kind of lean more deluxe. So um, some characteristics. You've got, this is a very secluded resort. 
and it's big. Like it's a whole corner of the resort, like a like these intersections of some roads. If you look at the map there, um, it's isolated, um, but the, the it gives those deluxe vibes with its theming. So it's kind of like a Spanish theme to it. Um, it just feels very fancy. It's like if you are going to Disney World on a budget, but also doing a honeymoon, this might be one you want to consider is kind of the move. Um, not necessarily a big kids resort, uh, but it's just a nice area. Like the, the resort is nice looking. Um, one of the downsides is buses only. This is a very much a bus only area and there are many stops so if you were at one stop and you were thinking you're going to get on a bus a bus might show up with a full bus to where you can't get on and then your wait for the next bus is longer right um so that's just something to think about with these big spread out hotels that you're booking them um, they do have two gyms here they've got pools that are well themed um, one of them seemed to the the lost city of cibola and it has that pyramid with the waterfall coming down. It's a kind of an iconic pool at the Coronado Springs. That's awesome. um, yep, you got a salon, you got a spa, and you got some great trails. So if you're a walker or a jogger in the morning, this is actually a really good resort for that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of your highlights of, of Coronado Springs. Um, damn buses, but, man, secluded, nice. I think something I'm noticing that kind of bugs me yeah. is... They do have an arcade, like a lot of the other uh, resorts. Yeah. But it is out in that middle island area next to the pool, yeah. which kind of stinks because if for some reason it's raining and you can't be out there in the pool or enjoying yourself outdoors, <laughs> you gotta. the arcade is remote away from the hotel rather than inside the hotel. And this is a big resort where you're going to have to walk a lot too, so you're yeah. probably in that rain for a while. That's uh, just this is a hypothetical, but it's very possible. And, you know, I, I the couple of the resorts we're about to talk about, I've stayed at and having that arcade there was a cool little feature. OK, well, is there any uh, there was some food to highlight at Coronado Springs, I believe. They've got a lot as well. I think about the same number of options as the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, goddamn. All right. Uh, oh, leading off with Toledo, which is tapas steak and seafood and for those that don't know what tapas is it's kind of like small plates mm -hmm. of stuff uh, kind of like appetizer adjacent um so you know they're not going to be meals they do have meals here but that's what just explain what tapas is and then <laughs> part of their this is also this is going to be definitely their fine holy shit this is definitely their fine dining option holy shit I'm scrolling down and I'm seeing like, chef oh, signature. this is, yeah, the, the chef signature menu, which is $155, but it is for two people. I, if that, uh, oh, so it actually includes all of this. Uh, it is a flight of four pinchos, which, so it says chilled mussels, escabeche. Olive oil poached tuna with lemon, tortilla española, Spanish om potato omelet, and Valdeón blue cheese with fig and honey. So it sounds like it's just kind of, that's their appetizers. And then you yeah. get 
the Spaniard, which is the chef's signature selection of artisanal charcuterie and cheeses. Mm. Jesus Christ. Um, and then the chuleton bone in ribeye uh, served with tomato, onions, and choice of two house sides, and then rounds out with dessert, uh, which it's served tapas style, so it's a bunch of small dessert plates, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So, but it's uh, definitely in keeping with the hotels theming a Spanish style restaurant. So that could be good eats, but it is definitely fine dining. So be ready to bust out the wallet. So, all right, that is Toledo. Next, we have the Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa del Lago. And they have... They also... So this is going to be probably more of the... Slightly above average pricing. Uh, it's a lot of, most of their entrees are in the 20s, uh, but it looks pretty good. Probably will be, they've got uh, pork, tacos, um, some seafood options, chicken and steak, burgers. Um, you know, this will be kind of like the the nice but not too nice place to yeah. go. It looks pretty good. They also have churros here. Uh, they have a, looks like a, churro dish that comes with multiple sauce options to dip in including tequila caramel which i think one thing to note about this restaurant is um it's setting on the lake is like really neat Ooh, i didn't see that where it was yeah look at your main pictures at the top it's uh oh yeah it is like pretty nighttime place it is fully on the water where the dock three, even three bridges meet yeah yeah i guess the name makes sense it's just really swanky really cool looking next we have the oh my god i'm probably butchering pronunciations left and right here uh the rick right, you're a french guy the rick's sports bar and grill but it's r-i-x so it could be something else entirely <laughs> i thought you just were like uh, i can't figure out how to say r-i-c-k no 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 <laughs> uh, cafe uh, rick's it's got to be that yeah, not this time. Uh, but yeah, they are. It's like, bro, that's your dad's name, right? <laughs> Yikes! Uh, enjoy handcrafted cocktails, local draft beers, and a unique spin on classic sports fare while cheering on your favorite team. There are 31 TVs here to view nightly sporting events. So if there is a game on during your vacation, this is the place to come and get it. It's definitely like sports bar style food with kind of like a semi upscale twist, um, but definitely still affordable, I would say. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Dahlia Lounge. Passion reigns supreme in a rooftop lounge inspired by Spanish surrealism. It is actually a very pretty space. Like yeah, everybody. I think it's at the top of the because uh, there's a new tower there. Oh, I think it's at cool. the top of their kind of new tower they added. Yeah. Awesome. Well, top. you can get, get your drinks there. Or at our next location, the Barcelona Lounge, which is also pretty cool looking on the inside. Uh, feel transported to the heart of Catalonia's 
cafe society at this day-to-night espresso bar and Spanish-style gin tonic hub. Mm. That feels like a phrase you got to say five times fast. Spanish-style gin tonic hub. Spanish. St- no, not doing it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not doing it. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, looks pretty good. Um, like I think I've busted my browser because every new tab I try to open <laughs> is taking 10 minutes to open oh they have breakfast and then the bar lounge menu so uh, but their uh, breakfast menu is not super expansive um, they've got an egg and cheese croissant an egg chorizo potato and cheese breakfast wrap and then a ham egg and cheese croissant so mm. and then they have uh, Spanish coffee which actually looks pretty good. Uh, they've got some options with alcohol. Um, it looks like the move might be the Cafe Bonbon, which is espresso and sweetened condensed milk. So if you really want to start your day with a swift kick in the ass. Cafe Bonbon, Cafe Bonbon, Cafe Bonbon. Thank you. Is that a song? Like it sounds familiar. Shake your bonbon is a song. Oh, oh my God! It's been forever since I've heard that. Yeah, I know that's, Ricky Martin. That's Ricky Martin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Ricky Martin. Shout out Ricky Martin, man. Actually, so there's a cover of what is his really famous song? Tuesday at the superstitious, the black cats and blue dogs. So that song, but. Entirely played on kazoos. <laughs> Just when you thought it couldn't get any. Living La Vida Loca. There it is. Thank you. Living La Vida Loca. Song in my but, head. but played entirely on kazoos. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah, I'll dig it up and I'll I'll fire it over to you at some point. Good. And you can skip it entirely. Um, <laughs> but that was the Barcelona Lounge. Next we have uh, Siesta's Cantina. Which looks like this is the pool bar. And then they've got some sandwiches, burgers, and nachos on their menu as well. Um, The Maya Grill. uh, Our home is your home at this grand Mexican dining room featuring ancient modern styling and Nuevo Latino cuisines. Let's see this menu. Deconstructed taco salad. I am already turned off. Why would we deconstruct it? How do you deconstruct what's already already a pile of salad? Yeah. What? Is it in containers? (sighs) Shit. This looks like it may be like semi-upscale too because they've got carne asada at the menu, on the menu, uh, billed at $50. You got to pay extra to deconstruct it? Uh, this one's not deconstructed. It is a 12-ounce New York strip steak topped with chipotle and chimichurri butter. That sounds good, but not $50 good. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they've got some other good stuff. So that is the Maya Grill. Um, and then there's Cafe Rick's. Uh, choose from an array of pastries, yogurts, fruits, and salads, along with sweets like dessert cakes, gelatos, and sorbets. Specialty coffees and smoothies are also available, so this sounds like a good quick uh, breakfast on your way to the park, from the sound of it. Beautiful. Looking at it. They have got cronuts. 
Cronuts make you good. Cronuts are good. Cronuts are good. And they are strictly breakfast, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Next, we have the El Mercado de Coronado. There's something for everyone in this light and airy dining spot featuring grab-and-go fare for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as dessert and drinks. This looks like it is definitely there uh, from the description, kind of the multi- location like they said grab and go quick service everybody get what you need El, Mer- El Mercado is probably market I don't I never took Spanish, it is but that's my uh yeah that's my guess yeah so good job uh and then rounding out this Practical. list yeah nailed it uh <laughs> dicks out uh rounding out the list of options at the Coronado Springs Resort is the Laguna Bar Sip on a refreshing beverage at this breezy lakeside tequila and mezcal bar boasting an impressive menu of unique handcrafted cocktails. The tropical vibes make for a relaxing atmosphere after a long day visiting the parks or attending meetings in the convention hall. It's just like a little bar lakeside. Looks like it seats like maybe 15. Okay. It's just kind of like a little bar plopped next to the lake, it looks like. So Beautiful. Well, hey, um, what do you say we move on to the, the last of the resorts? I'm down for it. And this one is, these one will be one. the sole ones I have actual experience in. All right. So, yeah, we're moving on to the value here. And you've got the all-star resorts, which breaks down into three resorts. It's kind of like three-in-one kind of thing here. Um, so you've got the all-star sports, the all-star music, and the all-star movies. Um, so, yeah, when you think about uh, this is like a very Disney-type resort. And it kind of has that hokey theming that you see at the values with the art of animation. And um, what's the one theme to Decades that we talked about last show? I forget. Pop Century. Yep, Pop Century. It's it's kind of that same vibe. You're kind of in that same that same budget, that same vibe of theming. So yeah. Um, one thing that kind of ultra sucks about this location is it is again all, like all of them that we talked about today, all bus transportation. So if bus transportation bothers you, if it's not something you like, like you might not want to stay at any of these hotels. But what's nice about this hotel in particular, while it doesn't have that transportation often, you are looking at like the cheapest hotels, which is. Yeah. And so actually a forgotten benefit with this, uh-huh. if you do not wish to take the bus, is there is lots of parking on site for your vehicle. And something mm-hmm. we forgot about entirely is if you're staying at these resorts, you don't pay for parking at the park. So you can take your vehicle, drive to the parking lot. And they'll just say, are you staying at a resort? Yes. Okay, have a great day. Is that still the case? Yeah, it was when we just went. Okay. So that would be the move for me because this gives you the freedom to do whatever you want after you're done and you're not waiting on a bus or sitting next to people you don't know. Because you did it all day. It doesn't suck to just drive yourself. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Well, look at that. Now, good. if you don't want to mess with it, I understand you can still take the bus, but it would be nice if you had access to the skyline as well. Yeah, it's true. 
Okay, but yeah, um, you know, as far as the what's popping in this hotel, they've got the jogging trail, they got playgrounds and arcades and pools and all that good stuff. You're really looking at this is a bare bones hotel and it's cheap and that's kind of the. I mean, if you're wanting to stay on property and you ha- you need to stay in budget, which I think <laughs> honestly though, like. Even budget here, it's still somewhat expensive. So like, I think these are. I don't remember for sure if these are the cheapest or not, but I, I think I they're pretty think close they to it. But they're they're average. Like looking at All Star Sports, they list an average price of 100. All of them actually list an average price of 176 per night, which for on for I think for the benefits that come with it and the quick access to certain amenities. Actually I don't think it. it's a horrible idea, especially if it gets you free parking at the parks. And you get the benefits of the, uh, you know, getting in early and that sort of thing. Yep. That is, yeah, yeah that was the case. So totally forgot yeah. about that as a benefit, but definitely worth a shout. Um, because if that's not something you knew, now you know and can make the most of it. So. And one other negative I will say is this resort in particular obviously themed to sports and and that sort of thing is very close to the worldwide what is the ESPN worldwide whatever of sports wide world of sports yeah so you're gonna depending on when you go there's a really good chance that there's just teams fucking everywhere yeah that's very fair I will say so we stayed once at movies and once at music um I think we lucked out with it being it was pretty dead Good. when we went so that was nice um they I, I think just for from my perspective it was very it was convenience in abundance good all right well um you got any food to highlight there each of the resorts has a market style food section uh and that's pretty much it like i don't the only one we didn't stay at was sports so i can't speak to theirs but each of the others had like a pasta one uh, a burger place like they had several fridges with grab and go stuff so like your yogurt for breakfast drinks and some other items you know it was there's something there for everybody um i would say so very very convenient and then each of them also has a pool bar Um, with some with some pretty cool pools um i will say i did prefer movies to music um the layout at music was kind of confusing because the buildings i don't know if it was just where we stayed but the buildings were kind of weirdly shaped and it was kind of hard to orient yourself to where stuff was um at least for the one that we were in we were staying for the movies one I'm sorry, I liked music more. I might have said that backwards. You did. But uh, movies, we stayed in one of the uh, the Love Bug buildings. Hmm. Um, and it was, we, I don't think we got it right once as far as coming <laughs> in the right side where, for where our room was. I yeah. mean, we always found our room, but there were, it was definitely some trial and error. <laughs> um, and then just kind of the, it felt much more streamlined and convenient at the music one um because it's just kind of like a big central pool area with buildings flanking either side and then it just kind of keeps a straight line at least for where we were all the way back um so that that felt like a cleaner experience um 
I don't, I don't remember if you mentioned it. They also have arcades on site. Oh yeah, uh, and and gift shops as well. So uh, the gift shops aren't super stacked, but they do have some like late night snacks, some clothes, toys, uh, for anything you might miss at the parks. It's a it's a nice little option to be able to have on speed dial. So this is one you stayed at. This is a you know the types of resorts you stayed at twice. Is this something you would go back to? Honestly. For as much as I'm spending on the trip, this is I'm perfectly happy with this being a staple. Yep. And especially honestly, especially with the free parking in our own vehicle. And with any of these resorts, and I think a lot of our listeners are the same way. They're you're going for the parks. Mm-hmm. So like, how fancy does your hotel need to be? Like, yeah. This is um I think this should be an option that everybody should consider when they go to the parks is one of these value resorts because. Even as a value resort, was it clean? Was the room nice? Yeah, uh, bed was perfectly comfortable. We stayed, both times we stayed, uh, I don't know if kings are an option for a single bed. I'm sure they are, but we just got queens each time. Yeah. And uh, if it helps anybody out there, um, the showers are fully stocked with like pretty tall bottles of like shampoo, conditioner, and body wash if you don't want to bring stuff from home or forget something. Um, they've, they've got you covered there. The rooms are pretty well stocked and it was, we, so this was funny. Um, something to note, if you are staying on property, the channels are pretty much only Disney owned property channels. So like your ABC, your ESPNs, which is nice if there's sports going on, you can watch game from your building, but we spent most of the time watching bluey. Um, <laughs> heard that show's fucking awesome so. yeah but we had bluey's great if you have yeah. disney plus or the means to watch bluey i wish that was on when i was a kid because it would be like i i want to like sit down and watch so many episodes of this uh it's just such a wholesome show and you know i got a soft spot for it because bluey is a blue healer and we had kenzie who was a blue healer so oh nice yeah uh but the we we had a bet going in. We were like, how much you want to bet that as soon as we turn the TV on, it's going to be Impractical Jokers because that's like, for some reason, the show that's always on the second you turn on the hotel TV. Yeah. Um, but that was not an option because it's not a Disney property. Interesting. So, but still, still plenty. It was very nice. Uh, it served its purpose. It was ultra convenient. Um, if you're thinking about this or a hotel that's near disney like a generic one i would probably lean this just for all of the convenience that accompanies it excellent yeah and the all of the uh food court areas that are eat at each of these are late night so i think they're open until like 11 which is very very nice if you're coming back from the parks you get back to your room you're like you know what i'm hungry oh look i can have this thing a few hundred feet away i'll just walk over there and grab a bite real quick and come back beautiful yep well i would say that concludes our disney world uh coverage but surprise <sighs> motherfucker we're not done we so, are not done <laughs> we're not done so next stop of the road trip we're gonna stay on disney resort um we have disney springs to cover as well as the disney springs resorts so we'll be covering that. And, and and Jeff, what I'm thinking is we're going to do an entertainment district of Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go Disney Springs and we're going to we'll finish Disney. And then we're going to highlight 
uh, Universal City Walk. Awesome. And, and that will be our um, our first ever stop of the road trip with no coasters, which is going to be pretty interesting, I think. Dang, I'm I'm ready. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So we'll focus on the entertainment districts next. And um, just want to give a shout out to Craig and Chelsea, our Patreon subscribers. If you're interested in getting access to our monthly show that is behind a, a paywall, the Patreon, go check it out. Um, for $3 a month, you can you can get access to that. And uh, there's some extra pledges on there with extra perks as well. Please consider it. Helps out the show a ton and um, helps us create more and more content for your listening pleasure. Most of uh, Thanks, Craig and Chelsea. You guys rock. And then uh, check it out at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. And there you can find our TikTok and all sorts of other stuff. So um, it's a good time. But hey, we appreciate you guys joining. And... Um, Ticks out.